Buckle up, friends, and welcome to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Deb, otherwise known as Mocktail Mom, a retired wine drinker that finally got sick and tired of spinning on life's broken record called Detox to Retox. Let this podcast be an encouragement to you if alcohol is maybe a form of self-care for you, or you find yourself dragging through the day waiting to pour another glass. I am excited to share with you the fun of discovering new things to drink when you aren't drinking and the joy of waking up each day without a hangover. It is an honor to serve as your sober fun guide. So sit back and relax or keep doing whatever it is you're doing. This show is produced for you with love from the great state of Kentucky. Thanks so much for being here and big time cheers. Hey friends, it's Deb. Welcome to Thriving Alcohol Free with Mocktail Mom. I am so excited for today's guest. Um, Suzanne Wareye is my guest today. You probably know her. If you don't, uh, make sure you're following her. She's got two Instagram handles, My Kind of Sweet and The Sober Mom Life. She is the host of The Sober Mom Life podcast. So Suzanne, I'm so happy to have you here today. I am so happy to be here. Seriously, this is so fun. I got a chance to be on your podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It was so fun to meet you. I mean, it's like so, I feel like we're on the same wavelength. We, we have the same kind of vibe. And so it just feels like very natural. I loved I loved your episode. So I'm excited Aww, to, thank to you. chat over here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just like, nice to just make a new friend right? Yes. yes. in the sober space. And yes, just having, we're having a good time sharing the fun of being sober. Yeah. 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 And that's so what how it's long, all about. It is what it's all about. Yeah. How long have you been alcohol free? So I stopped drinking January 19th, 2020. So, whoa. I know. Right before the world shut down, little did we all wow. know. Right. Wow. Yeah. So it's been about three and a half years. I don't count days. I never have. So I kind of know roughly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been long enough that I, can't really remember being hungover, which is mm, nice. That is really nice. Right? That is really nice. Was it hard in the beginning? Like what got, was there something that got you to stop? Yeah. Or like, how was it when you first stopped? So I mean, my story so far out. Yeah. yeah. My story is a little bit different. Most of my drinking was done in, well, I would say college, but then also in my twenties. Like I okay. was the party girl. I loved being the party girl. I, it yeah. was a really fun time. Yeah. Um, I I felt very powerful as a party girl, which I think a lot of people don't talk about. And it's like, oh, party girls. But no, like it's it was fun being a party girl. Like, yeah, I mean, it was also harrowing and awful, um, but it was fun. And there was a lot of alcohol, never drugs, but alcohol. Yeah. Um, and so my drinking then really changed. I kind of let go of that party girl persona I had to when I became a mom. Okay. Well, I mean, first when I got married and then I became a mom and it was a very intentional like, yes, okay, that part of my life is over. Mm. I did it. I, I, I was glad to see it go. Um, and so I did not drink a lot during motherhood. I, I okay. was probably what one would consider a quote-unquote normal drinker. Um, and I say that in big quotes because mm. I think that we have a very twisted view of what a normal drinker is. Because on the outside, it did look like I was fine and I could have two glasses. I was not drinking every day. But mm. of course, there were those times and in probably how many years of motherhood. So I was probably in six years of motherhood. I got drunk twice 
and I blacked out. I was, I tended to be a blackout drinker um, in my 20s. And it wasn't every time, but it was definitely, if it was, if I drank enough, I would black out. Yeah. Which is very, which is very scary. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I did that twice. And the last time then was January 18th, 2020. And it was never around my children. My children never saw me drunk or even tipsy. I blacked out when my first baby was 10 months old, maybe 11 months old. And it was in front of her. And so obviously she doesn't remember. She's little. It was my new like best mom friend, right? We were like trying to connect. And like, it was this new thing. We were both first time moms. And we were like, well, what do we do? Well, obviously we go to the country club and drink champagne. Like, sure. That's just what we did in our old life. Strollers. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Sure. This is what we're supposed to do now. And I remember that I, I always say I don't have a rock bottom. If I do, it's, mm. it was that. Mm. It was that moment. But I didn't stop drinking until, you know, six years later. Yeah. But I was always very careful not to drink in front of my children. Mm. I, it, was a, it was a very um, quote-unquote controlled because I think when alcohol is yeah. in, the, in, you know, when help, when alcohol is involved, you can't control it because it's very uncontrollable. Yeah. And so from the outside, I think it, it looked like my relationship with alcohol was healthy, which is something that just is not possible mm. when it's an addictive toxin. And so I, on the inside, was uh, tortured by yeah. it. It was a constant like this anxiety and this not knowing and not knowing how things were going to go and knowing that it could get uncontrollable. And it just, it felt like a cage. It felt like a prison inside Mm and Mm. wrapped up with all of this shame and stuff. And if I did drink too much of all of the how could you's and what's wrong with you and why can't you control this better? And and, and like Mm. I said, it wasn't this like daily it wasn't this daily yeah. thing. It wasn't, you know. And so on the last, on January 19th, 2020, I woke up and we had gone to a party, my husband and I. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't even around the kids, although I did, my baby was three months old. Okay. And so it was just when I was like starting to get back into drinking and I always had to get over that hump. I have three kids. And like I okay. felt like I had to get over that like, Oh, right. Alcohol tastes like ethanol. I have to get past this so that I can get enjoy. back into drinking. Yes. Isn't that interesting? You almost yes. like retrain yourself. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm not nursing anymore or whatever. I'm you right. know, not pregnant anymore. And so yeah. now I can get back to drinking. Yes. So you had to like adjust yourself. Like, yes, exactly. Wow. You, I, wow. I, I had yeah. to like yeah, get because past right when we all the... started drinking, it was like, this doesn't taste really good, but I'm supposed right. to like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then we just we just completely tune out what our body and our minds are telling us about like, hey, no, you're not supposed to like this. Mm. It does taste like poison because it is. Yeah. And then we just think we have to just get past that point, right? And so I, you know, it was the first time I had drank probably in about a year and uh, a lot of champagne. And then I came home and I, I did black out and I must have nursed my baby. Mm. At least once, sure, because he was three months old, maybe yeah. twice, yeah, and I had zero recollection of it, and yeah. this little teeny tiny yeah. helpless yeah. baby, yeah, 
Yeah. And so in the morning, I had just never, ever felt that much shame and, and that mm-hmm. low. And so mm-hmm. then, and I had also never, ever thought about quitting drinking because the idea of quitting drinking, to me, I thought I would have to go to AA. And, and that just was not an option. And I, same. yeah, I yeah like, same exact way. Yeah. I Did it, just, hold, it held you back? You yes, feel like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Without even knowing it. Yeah. Because I, I didn't, I never sat down. I never Googled, am I an alcoholic? I never, mm-hmm. I just would never let myself go there. Because to me, that really yeah. felt like I would be bound to alcohol in a way that I wasn't already in my mm. in my life. I wasn't thinking about alcohol every day. I wasn't drinking it every day. I wasn't, the focus wasn't on alcohol. And so then I felt like, well, if I'm going to go to AA and I'm going to have to declare myself powerless to a substance, even when I'm not drinking it and forever say I'm an alcoholic, like then I'm going to be thinking about alcohol and <laughs> focused on it more than I am now. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And so then I didn't, and, and I always say this, that I had uh, way more questions than answers. I literally had like one answer. And the answer mm. was, do I want to feel like this again? And I can mm. remember so viscerally just watching my full life go on in front of me and not being able to participate in it because I'm, mm. uh, you know, so hungover. And I just, I just could not, I just couldn't let that happen again. And I knew it. And I just told my husband, I'm done. And oh. he looked at me like, well, okay. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's cute. You know? Right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's on to a new kick. Okay. We're right, vegan. Right. We're vegan okay, this week. Right, okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're done. And something mm. inside, and you know, we hear it a lot. Like people are like, something clicked or just something changed. And that's what it was. And it was imperceptible. And it was, you know, to everyone but me. But inside, I mm. just knew. I was like, I am done. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I set out on my quest to mm-hmm. to figure out what alcohol is and 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 what it had done to me and and I kind of reframed those party days of because mm-hmm. there was a lot of shame in that too and I mentioned it being fun and it was fun but it was also a lot of shame for things that happened mm, sure and so sure. right and so sure. I was just able to separate myself from alcohol in in my life and how I looked at it mm. and um yeah I'm like still what on my quest you, uh, that's what I was going to ask you okay so but I do want to say I yeah. love that question do I want to feel this way again because I yeah. think that's really the question right it's not so much about like the alcohol it's like how do I want right. to feel yes. is this serving me yeah like, that's the right those are the that's the right question you were asking yeah. You know, and that maybe nobody knew. Nobody knew but you. Nobody knew. Totally. And and that is just until I was able to answer more questions and yeah. until I kind of figured out what I wanted my sobriety to be mm. and what I wanted it to look like, I didn't even know was I going to what the hell was sobriety? I d- I didn't know. I was going to ask you, yeah, were you did you what about that word? So like yes. were you like nervous to use that word? Did you use yes. that right away? Yeah. No. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think I didn't even 
You know, and and my story is a little bit different because then the world shut down not too yeah. much later. And so I, when people say, how did you deal with like social situations and how did you talk about your sobriety? I'm like, I, I didn't have didn't to. Didn't have to. And that was such a luxury that, and, and mm. I'm not saying that the pandemic and the pandemic response was great for mental health because I think it was horrible sure. for mental health and especially yeah. mother's mental health. And I think we really paid a price. Yep. Um, but in the way that I didn't have to, I didn't have to present myself in social mm-hmm. situations. I could just hole up mm-hmm. and nurture myself mm-hmm. and not, I, I think a lot of times we feel this pressure of like, well, I have to go out and prove that I'm still fun and and I got to test this and I got to see if I'm ready. And it's like, I didn't have any of that and, mm-hmm. and I didn't need any of that. Like my sobriety is so strong. I didn't, there's just, I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't have to test anything. I really just focused on, I focused on finding out the truth about alcohol by like listening to This Naked Mind, We Are the mm. Luckiest, Quit Like a Woman, you know, all of these like quit lit books that we come back to. Yep. And I just, I literally, when I tell you I had an AirPod in my ear all the time, my really? kids really? all day long, my kids wow. were talking to me, my kids were playing with me, I was playing with them, I was still listening to it. Wow. In one ear when I'm doing laundry, wow. when I'm cleaning the kitchen. Um, it, it just became this like kind of this drumbeat of, of finding out the truth about alcohol and, and reinforcing what it is and what it takes from us and, and just the truth. And it's, it was like an unbrainwashing and I had to have that like constantly going, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that that made a world of difference. And so I always say, like, yeah, ignore your kids and just put in that AirPod. <laughs> like, <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> do what you have to do. Yeah, no, but I love that because it is it the the desire to drink, right, or our our relationship with alcohol is all in our mind. Yeah, all in our head, right? Yes. So retraining your brain, unbrainwashing. Yes. You know, like, oh, alcohol's fun, or we need it for to be a mom. You know, like that Ugh. your first outing, right? Three month yeah. old baby. Yes. Let's go have champagne together, you know? Right. Which nobody would even look at. Like, of course. (laughs) Right. Why not? Right. Right. And and we've been getting these messages for so long, from the time we're little. I I mean, if if our parents drank in commercials and movies and everywhere we look, we're taught that alcohol is the answer and it's glamorized. And so it takes a lot for us to unbrainwash. And that's what that was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbrainwash. Yes. My brain <laughs> needed clean. Well, I guess brainwash. That's such an interesting no, term. Like yeah, washing I mean, your brain. Yeah. Like, or just, yeah, you're reframe, you're retraining your mind. Yes. Right. And I had to divorce, I had to divorce alcohol from a lot of things. Mm. I had to divorce it from fun and connection and escape and, yeah. y- you know, and, and that just, that's part of the work. Yeah. Um, and, and now where I sit, you know, three and a half years later, it's, Amazing. it's impossible for me to see alcohol as fun now. It's just mm. impossible. My brain, those neurons, there. 
are not wired together anymore. Like it's completely like when someone says, I don't know, mm. you know, I really want to stop drinking, but what if I go to Italy and I yeah. want to drink wine? And my first thought is, why would you drink wine in Italy? You know, why would you, <laughs> you'll why miss would it. you, you'll miss yes. all the, you'll miss all the fun. Why would yeah. you know that? Isn't that funny? I feel yeah. like we all say that. Like, I feel like I said the same, like, what if I'm in Italy one day? Like, are we yeah. all going to Italy? I, like, I don't know. Is there some these- big bus of all these moms going to Italy? You know, <laughs> know like we're all on the pl- same plane to like finally have wine in Italy. It's not happening. No. And even if you go, like it's, you're going to be fine without the wine. I mean, it's going to be more fun, but also it's, be more fun. it's, it's yeah. these hypotheticals that, that our brain comes up with, right? And what that is, is fear. I mean, yeah. that is just fear of the unknown. We're really bad at predicting the future. And so we try. Mm. And generally when we try, it's the worst case scenario. That's how my brain works. That's true. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. it's so funny. One one of the women in our group was like, and what about at my daughter's wedding? Like, wedding. how am I going to how yeah. am I gonna toast without? Sh-? I'm like, oh, when is she getting married? She's like, well, no, she's three. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. When is like, she getting married? Well, You're like, I'll give you some suggestions of some non-alcoholic okay, champagne. Let's talk you through it. Let's talk. Let's let's strategize. Oh, she's three. Okay. She's three. Like, no time soon. I'm like, oh, okay. But it well, is true. Talk. That's interesting. Yes, it is. It's fear. Yes. It's fear yes. of just, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all of the what ifs and what mm-hmm. abouts. And like, my brain is really, really good at those. And yeah. and we tend to believe our brains and and we tend <sighs> yeah. to think our brains are right. And as someone who has struggled and struggled mm. very severely with postpartum OCD, I can tell oh, you that really? our brains are are not correct all the time. Mm. Our brains yeah. can be very very wrong and our thoughts are not true. I mean, most of our thoughts just are not true. Yeah, yeah. And and I think when we hold up our brain as like, no, oh, well, okay, if I'm thinking this, it must be yeah. true or it must be how I feel and it must, mm. it's going to happen. I think that we get, we can go, we could spiral into yeah. that instead yeah. of coming back and focusing on, hold on, hold on. What do I know? Yeah. Like, what do I know today? What do I know about alcohol? What do I know about how to cope better? What do I know about how alcohol has tricked me? And so rather, because we can get carried away in what if. No, it's true. No, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And what we say, you know, when we're talking to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Talk to ourselves more than anybody else. What are we saying? You know? Totally. Whose voice do you hear in your mind when you talk to yourself? Whose whose voice do you hear the most? Like who's influenced the voice that you hear in your mind the most? Yeah, that's so interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I I hear my dad. I hear my dad's voice. Like my dad saying to me, like, you can do it. You can do it, Debbie. Like, I mean, anything I want to do. He's, he's, he's passed away, but I mean, he's the voice I still, I hear his voice. Really? You know? Oh yeah. Go. Oh, Debbie, you could do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I hear my dad's voice too. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his, <laughs> what, what did your dad he, say to you? <laughs> I know what he always said. And this is kind of like going back to what we were talking about. He, he said as a way to kind of, um, make me feel better and to soothe me is to, is, well, what's the worst that could happen? Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but good. the funny, it's good. Okay. But my brain took that. 
And I was like, oh, I'll tell you the worst that could happen. All right. Oh, I got that right here. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. You're like, and I've so, got a PhD in the worst thing that yes. can happen. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, well, I know what the I know what the worst could happen. It's going to happen. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you and all so, the things. Yes. Yes. So my brain kind of took, my dad meant it as like, go get them. Like, if you yeah. fail, you'll just come back home kind of thing. Right. Right. And that's oh, like, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes, we've got you. Like, there's a safety net for <laughs> yes, you. Yes, There's totally. a safety net. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have three kids. So yes. how old are your children? Almost nine, six, and three. Okay, and we're in full summer swing. Oh, full summer. <laughs> yes, I mean. What do you love about the summer? Do you like the summer schedule with them? Do you, what do you, do you enjoy this time? Okay, no? so. Like, summer schedule is well, hard. I mean, I have a 15-year-old who's still at home, which, you know, she's not yeah. little. Like, your kids are little. Yeah. But it's just, the schedule's off. You know, it the just ske- feels. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And a change in schedule, like, makes me feel unsafe. Like, okay. I, I want, yeah. you know, like, I'm like, yeah. I want this. Yes. And so it takes yeah. me a little bit to be like, okay, now we're into it. Yeah. Um, just in summer in general, and this kind of goes back to when alcohol was in the picture. Like, I used to be afraid of summer. Mm. Because I live on the North Shore of Chicago. Summer, like, we don't get we live here for these three months, right? Right. Because yeah, the, the winter other, is, yeah, you're the yes. North Pole. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hell on earth. Yeah. And so, like, summer is where we turn it up, we turn it out. Like, this is where mm. it's at, right? And so, that felt very unsafe to me. I didn't know how things were going to go when alcohol yeah. was in the picture. Like, I didn't, and that has been my favorite part. Really? Oh, really? Oh, my God. Just the idea that, and it hit me that first summer. I remember my first sober Fourth of July, and I was like, oh, "I'm not scared. Oh. I'm not scared because I can trust myself." When it's mm-hmm. just me, and when alcohol is not in the picture, the idea that I know who's going to show up, whether that's six p.m., whether that's eleven p.m., whether that's six a.m. the next morning, like I know me. Yeah. And I know that when alcohol is not in the picture, I can count on me. Mm-hmm. And so I was never the one who was um, untrustworthy or flighty or anything. That was alcohol. And so then just taking alcohol out of the picture and what you have left is me. Mm-hmm. And I love me. And I love oh. being able to trust myself, you know? That's and so huge. That's huge. huge. So powerful. It's so powerful yes. what you just said to say, I can trust myself. Yes. Whether it's 11 p.m., it's 2 a.m. if my kids wake up and they're sick. Yes, exactly. I mean, right? Yes. Because yeah. what's the next step of I can trust myself? And that means my kids can trust me. Mm. Like when I can trust me and I can trust how I feel and what I need, they can trust me. Like I'm going to show up the same as I always am. Like they yeah. know who they're going to get. I thought the fun would be over and I thought there was nothing good to drink if I wasn't pouring Chardonnay every evening. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're thinking the fun is over. Maybe you're thinking, what on earth will I drink if I'm not drinking? So join me and the members of Thriving Alcohol Free with Mocktail Mom. We are a community of like-minded women supporting one another. Not a sober program, just a place to connect and have a good time to make some new friends that you can drink with. We have weekly happy half hours. We have daily connections, touch points where you can be supported wherever you are on your alcohol-free journey. There is no shame, whether it's day one or day 1,000, or you're just sober curious and you want to see 
what would this be like if I wasn't drinking? What options are there? So join us. Thrivingalcoholfree.com is the direct website or you can go to mocktailmom.com and just click on membership. And I would love to share with you some more details or reach out and we would love to be of support to you. Big time cheers. It's the priceless. It really is. It's the best gift you can give your kids. It's the best gift you can give yourself, right? It is. Let go of all those lies about the mommy wine culture. Forget it. And, oh, you know, you know, I could talk about mommy wine culture for like hours on. And I do actually. (laughs) Um, Yes, you do. I do. And that's (laughs) good. Yes, it's working out well for you. (laughs) I mean, the thing about mommy wine, there's so many tricks involved in mommy wine culture. Um. I think what I always want to make sure moms know is that moms need help. Mm. That's the whole point of all of it, especially after the pandemic, the pandemic response, everything, our village is going away. Moms need help. And the huge trick is that alcohol companies are telling us this helps. Here, just drink this. And the problem with it is that not only does alcohol not help our anxiety, our sleep, our patience, our ability to cope, our connection, our able, uh, our ability to connect with our kids and our friends and our village, not only does it not do that, it also interferes with us discovering things that actually do do that mm. and that will help our mental health and all of those things. And also it's highly addictive. and so. I, I mean, it's it's crazy and also so understandable the amount of, of moms who turn to alcohol during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my, my, my alcohol turned up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it just definitely turned. It was like, okay, we're just going to turn this dial up a little bit more, yes. you know? It wasn't a rock bottom, but it was just like, yeah, just a little louder. Which, you know, of to course, To quiet down everything right? else. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to quiet down everything else because it was too much. It was yeah. just too much. And when you when you think that that thing is going to help. Right. Um, and when you're told everywhere that it will, I mean, that is the big trick. Because the people who are telling us it will know that it won't. Right, right. And, and they, they know it's addictive. And right. they know it's addictive. That's the whole point. Yeah. And so it's, I, I, I completely picture like, you know, men in suits telling a frazzled housewife and like pushing a drink toward her and just saying, just drink this, just be quiet. Just mm. be quiet and drink this. Like, that's all you have to do. And I mean, Boy, it's, it, <laughs> right? That's powerful. Yeah, picture. Yep. Right. And and to take it a step further now, and you know, I'm an influencer. I started influencing when I was struggling with postpartum OCD when my first was born. Wow. Um, and so I I really understand influencer culture. I've I, I'm a mommy influencer before I was a sobriety influencer. I did promote alcohol because Kettle One paid me, um, even though I didn't drink the vodka, the pretty botanical vodka, because I wasn't a vodka drinker ever, but they were okay, gonna pay okay. me. And so I was like, sure. This was this was in early influencer days when we were all taking whatever and just were like, oh wow, you'll pay me. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. that hopefully no longer happens. I definitely no longer do that. But there was that yeah, time. Think, yeah, it's so changed now. Yeah. Yes. It's so different. Yeah. Yeah. There was the time in like 2016, 2017 when it was really on the rise. And so 
the thing about the moms and the and the mommy influencers on Instagram telling us to drink and telling us, you know, like it's okay, you know, just blow into your cup of coffee when you're on Zoom so that people think it's coffee and not wine. Um, and ha oh ha, isn't that cute? Isn't that right. funny that we're drinking wine in the morning? Um, the problem with that is that that influencer who's making that real with a trending audio in order to be relatable and to get laughs is not doing that. It's mm. very clear she is not drinking wine in the morning right when she gets up. Her followers, though, are. And they're saying, oh, God, thank God. Thank God. She's doing it, too. And look, this mm. this post has 5,000 likes. All of these women are doing it, too. Mm. And I look at these comments and I see women all over the world saying, oh, oh my God, this makes me feel so much better. Mm. And that's the problem. And it's not, it's not a shaming moms who drink. It's, it's a, it's a providing a space for moms to tell the truth about how alcohol has affected them and, and to learn better ways to cope that will actually help. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think are like the, we should bring as like the best coping mechanisms for mommy sober culture Ooh, to to yes. really change things. So, I mean, I always therapy, I will always start yeah. with therapy because like it, my mom's a therapist, so that's kind oh, of my language, but that's I helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is and it is. I mean, they say you know call I mean? mom. So like now you're like call your therapist, call your mom. I'm going to call her. <laughs> okay, but the and, and here's the thing, I always yeah, have she to always say, analyzing you. You're like well, just she's, put on your mom hat. <laughs> yes. I'm like, "Mom, you're not my therapist because right. you're way too like you set the wiring. You can't be the therapist in mind. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but it's good to have the language. And like, sure. I'm, I'm very um, in tune with how I feel. And mm. then what's the next step is what I need. But a lot of us, when we're drinking alcohol, because alcohol is such a barrier to that, we don't even know that. And so all we know is that when we come home from a long day at work or when we've been with the kids all day, it's five o'clock. By five o'clock, I'm like, no one touch me. No one talk to me. Like I <laughs> no am one touched, touched me. out, right? Oh, yeah. Touched and, out. Right. Yeah. And touched out. And and we don't realize we can say that. Mm-hmm. Rather than drinking alcohol to just quiet that and like feeling shame about, oh no, I don't want my kids to touch me. What does that sure. say about me? All of that spiral. Yep. We can then say, oh, I'm really overwhelmed because it is really hard to be needed all day. And so yeah. by five o'clock, I need 10 minutes yep. of no one talk to me. I come into my closet here with, yep. the, with the skeletons. <laughs> the skeleton <laughs> wallpaper. The literal skeletons <laughs> and figurative. Um, <laughs> I come in here and I'm like, no one, no, you cannot. Can I come in? No, you cannot come in. No, no you're not. Yeah. No, you're not allowed. Yep. What are you going to yeah. do? I don't know. But I'll let you know when I'm ready to come out. And... Yeah. It's so important. That's a boundary. That's an emotional boundary that we're setting with our kids. Our kids can then see, oh, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I get to say what I feel and mm-hmm. say what I need. My six-year-old does that better really? than I do. Really? She, oh, my God. She blows my mind. She'll, she'll be like just crying and crying. And then she's like, I'm overwhelmed and I'm feeling so frustrated and I need time alone. I mean, this happens like once wow. a week and I'm like, wow. Oh, 
And you yes. You're like, okay. I will give you time alone. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she's like, I didn't get a big hug. You didn't give me my big hug this morning. And I'm really oh. feeling sad about that, you know, and it's coming out. Oh. She's like, and that's why I'm angry. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's expressing that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm so proud yeah. of you. Let me proud give you, you five big that. hugs. Yes. Oh. oh. Yes. And so it's, but in order to do all of this, we have to figure out how we're feeling. And and when we've been turning to alcohol so much because we've been taught that that helps, a lot of times we don't know how we're feeling. And so therapy totally. helps that. Therapy just can unpack it. You don't you don't have to go into your childhood, although you know everything does stem from childhood. Um, you, but you know that seems like a lot yeah, to do. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And so you could just start where you are. Yeah, yeah just, start just start here. Just start here. here. And yeah. th- and then. I mean, I always like working out for me is huge. Um, if you struggle with anxiety, like I did, I no longer do. Um, really? Which is blows my mind. Yeah, I, I realized that like a year ago. I was like, oh my God, I don't have anxiety anymore. Wow. Which. D- and you think you attribute that to exercise, to working out? To, to cutting out partially. alcohol, to yeah. sleep. Yeah. And exercise. Exercise for me, it feels like when I have like all of this like frenetic yeah. energy in my body and it's just, it literally physically has to come out. For me, that's running. Running, I'm able to just shut off my mind, whether mm-hmm. I'm doing a Peloton run on the treadmill or running outside to music. Like I just don't have to think. That's great. And then yoga also has been very instrumental for me for a long time, but especially in sobriety. Yoga, I I think when we have been drinking so long, we have taught ourselves that we can't withstand being uncomfortable. And that being uncomfortable is just, I mean, it's not comfortable. And so (laughs) we don't want to feel it. And it's ucky and it's sticky and it's ugh. And yoga is uncomfortable. And Mm. it's, I I have taught myself that I could stay in uncomfortable situations and feel uncomfortable. And not only that, but I can drop down into the discomfort. Mm. And so I really do bring that off the mat and think, oh, right, I can, I can be uncomfortable and I can survive discomfort. Mm. Yeah. And push and get through it and, and and live through it. Yeah. And and not have to numb out from being uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, but I, you probably realize this. I didn't. I didn't realize that alcohol was numbing, like yes. the good. It was numbing the hard times, yes. it was numbing the uncomfortable. It was numbing difficult things, but it was numbing the joy yes. of life. Yes. You know, I know. It is. It's almost like you don't know what you're missing until you just take it out, because yep. you could say, you know, oh, well, I mean, I drink two or three glasses of wine a night. Like I'm not getting drunk, and I'm not. But you don't even know what you're missing until you yep. take that out. I remember that so specifically that first sober Fourth of July, and mm-hmm. just watching my kids play with sparklers, and I'm like, oh. oh wow! Like just the teeny, teeny, tiny moments that make up a full life. And I'm like, oh, I, I would have just not even, yeah, registered this. And no. now it's a, it's just one of those like core memories in my mind. Oh, yeah. that's so amazing. So amazing. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's sober curious or just, you know, scrolling on the gram, you yeah. know, kind of window shopping sobriety? Yeah. Um, what would you say to them to encourage them? I would say to give yourself a chance. I would, mm. I would say, honestly, look at how many... 
summers you've given alcohol and how it's turned out and and why you're feeling this kind of inner turmoil about it. Um, I would say lean into that. Lean into giving yourself a chance just to see what a, a yeah. life without alcohol is like. Just to see. And whether that's, you know, I didn't go into it saying I'm just going to do 30 days or I'm just going to do 100. I didn't ever put any sort of number on anything. I didn't count. I just really was like, oh, let me just, let me just see. Like, I, I've never done this before in my adult life. And so isn't that crazy that I've lived an adult life and not, alcohol has always been a part of it. And then once I really started looking at those mm. doors that I had long closed, right? And once I really was like, okay, let me just see. Let me just see what alcohol has done to my life and how it's affected me and relationships and all that. Once I started looking clearly at that, it was really hard to then put the blinders back on. Wow. And good so, advice. yeah, just I, I wouldn't. Very good advice. I'm not into counting days. I'm not into pressure. I'm not into white knuckling. I'm not, I'm into just being very curious about it. Mm. And, and I always say like, you know, if counting days doesn't feel good, count the firsts. And mm. then so like maybe you've never done a sober Labor Day. Maybe you've never had that. What would it be like? Like, yeah. And, and, and not through the lens of, of not being able to drink, that's in quotes, but through the lens of feeling and being present for everything. And mm. so, yeah, just give yourself a chance. Yeah. Very freeing to just like, okay, let me just lean into this and see how I feel yes. and see what I experience and be open, be yes. open to it, to a different, yeah, to a different, to things changing. Yeah. yeah just be open alcohol. to it. And, and it's yeah. not when you get caught up in those what ifs and what about when my three-year-old daughter gets right, married right. one day. And, in Italy. And <laughs> Italy. Oh my God. Yes, in Italy. Of course. And what, you know, we always, it's, it's another way that fear comes in is we have this idea we have to answer the forever question. Yeah. Am I never drinking again? Um, I, first yep. of all, I, I hope I'm never drinking. Like now from where I right. sit, well, Same. hopefully, like I, Same. I don't ever want to drink again, but I didn't Same. feel like that yeah. right away, right? And so if you don't want to answer that question, don't answer that question. We yeah. don't, we don't, ever answer forever about anything. I mean, we can't. Annie Grace was like, so if that's the home, like if that's the test, how do we know when we've succeeded? Like when we're dead. <laughs> so we've true. ever, right? Good. Right. It's like really forever. <laughs> like then yay, we hmm. died. Like what? Yeah. Um, and so that just isn't, I, I always say my sobriety is for good. Um, mm. It's for the good of my soul. It's for the good of my family. It's for the good of my mental health, for my relationships, for literally everything in my life. Um, it's it's not forever. It's for good. It's for the good. Yeah. Sobriety is for the good. I, I love that. Yeah. Okay, super quick. Before we- I know, I've been talking we, so much. No, oh my gosh. I love our conversation. <sighs> okay, so good. many Me pearls too. of wisdom just like flowing <laughs> out here from- the north side of Chicago. <laughs> um, okay. Um, when you're, well, obviously you're not drinking. So what do you drink? I know you drink coffee. We talked about that. Oh. But or is there a mocktail that you love? Yes. Or is there a non-alcoholic beer that you love or an alcohol-free wine? Just real quick, you can give your okay. t- 
top takeaways or top tips of what to drink? I love when I what I order when I go out is always yeah. going to be a spicy virgin mojito. Yum. I just, I love it. I, I don't want anything too sweet and, and I like the spice and that's yeah, been like yeah. perfect. And so I'll make that at home. Otherwise, it really is a lot of sparkling water. A yeah. lot of- Nothing against the sparkling oh, water. Yep. I love it. Do you have a soda stream? Yes. I love my soda stream. Love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I go through those canisters though. Like, so, I know. <laughs> that's another problem. I know I show back up. I'm like, I have three of them. So I have, I take two. Oh, you do. Got one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm like, I, I need the extra stash. Yeah. Yeah. You need, yeah, like, I the need a system. system. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. No, that's good. I know. I, I love like a Waterloo. I love uh, yeah. just bubbles is like one of my favorite. I love really? that. Yes. Okay. okay. And then coffee, like coffee is now my treat. It's, oh. I mean, well, chocolate is my treat. Like, uh, the big sweet tooth. Um, okay. But yeah, coffee. Always coffee. coffee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you're not into the non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic wines? Not yet. No. You're getting we there. Ta- yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did talk about gonna, this on your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So You're going to yes. teach me. Yeah, you guys are going to listen okay. to Deb on my podcast because... Um, yeah, she talks all all about that, and and you're gonna teach me all of that, all of what your ways. What to drink when you're not drinking? Which yes. one drinking? So, and there's so many options. It just keeps growing. It keeps. There's so many. It's crazy. I know. Um, okay, so you have a membership. You have a Facebook group. Can you yes. tell everybody where to find you yeah. and um, about your community? And then, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So, um, my kind of suite on Instagram is where you get to see just a full sober life. I, I glamorize sobriety because Aww. you know alcohol. Is glamorized all the time, so we're going to glamorize sobriety. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like that's that's what that's the mission. Um, and then also, you can find the podcast, The Sober Mom Life, on Instagram. That's a podcast wherever you listen. We just launched the Sober Mom Life Cafe, and oh, so great. it's yeah, it's ten dollars a month, and you get bonus episodes. You get weekly Zoom meetings a few times a week. Great book club, Discord chat to connect with women Great. all over the world and it's an alternative to AA. So it's there's Wonderful. no shame, there's no judgment. We don't label no alcoholic talk or normie talk or any of that. Um it's just all about getting curious and coming home to ourselves. So mm. yeah. Oh, in the Facebook coming. group, we have 20,000 moms just like everyone oh listening wow. who are wow. it's the sober That's mom phenomenal. life uh on Facebook. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 People thought Facebook was dead, but it's not. I know. I know. It's so it's not. No, it's, it's totally so not. not. Yeah. No. yeah. It's so not. Yeah. 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 It's very fun. <laughs> Suzanne, thank you so much thank for being my guest today. You. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved, loved talking with you. Thank really. You. You're, thank you for everything that you're putting out there and just encouraging women to and moms to just lean into things and be curious yeah. about yeah the relationship with alcohol. So well thank you keep so much up for the great work. Thank work. you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for showing that sobriety is fun. I think you do such a great job oh, at that too. And that's why you. we connect. So thank, thank you. Thank you. It is so, so fun. Yes. Big time cheers to you for tuning in to the Thriving Alcohol Free Podcast. I hope you will take something from today's episode and make one small change that will help you to thrive and have fun in life without alcohol. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social, send up a flare, or leave a rating and a review. I am cheering for you as you discover the world of non-alcoholic drinks and as you journey towards authentic freedom. See you in the next episode.